And welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast, brought to you by the Dynasty Football Network and DynastyFootballFactory.com. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm here with my one partner, Shane Manila. Hello, lover. <laughs> at DFF underscore Shane. Yeah, Jeremy <laughs> Jeremy isn't here. Oh, real quick. Did you know that um, <laughs> if two people have the same last name, it might mean that they're married? Not oh, that they're my God. related in other ways. Uh, you know, I, yeah, it, it is so strange to me, the simple-mindedness of some people in the world. And uh, yeah, I knew right away, <laughs> but I guess there's some people that just don't, you know? <laughs> And, and people don't know what we're talking about either, but... Uh... No, my name is Shane Sipes. <laughs> yes, how are you, honey? Um, uh, and then, yeah, Jeremy's not here because actually he is doing a honey thing. He, it's his wedding anniversary yesterday with his wife, so they're, um, he's taking the week off. So, it's just going to be the two of us tonight. Oh. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> what happened Sweet. to Shane Sipes? <laughs> Shane Sipes. Oh, look. <laughs> As you know, as a married man, not not every moment is a uh, is pure bliss. Oh my god! So why don't we? Why don't we? Let's get, just get into the show. I man. was going to say, we, I we, mean, <laughs> this show sheet came together very last minute. Um, you think so? <laughs> yeah. I mean, luckily the fantasy football gods have smiled upon us, and we've got some news. It's really funny. It seems like that happens. When we come up with these last-minute stuff, all of a sudden news happens. But, yeah, our news is brought to you by rotoinsurance.com. Put in Dynasty Trades HQ all in caps and get your discount on your player insurance. But, yeah, a big news story happened today. It actually happened, like, this morning, right? Like, around 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock-ish? Yeah, it's hard to tell because Twitter was um, on on a outage, had outages yeah. all day. Yeah, which is really annoying. Problems. And I didn't know what to do with myself. I'm not even going to lie to you. I just kept hitting the refresh <laughs> button and it kept saying, cannot retrieve messages. And I didn't understand. I turned off my phone four times and, and said, this is still not working. Please help me, someone. <laughs> well, what was the news actually? Oh, uh, well, the news besides the Twitter thing, which is huge. It's well, huge. But yeah, images aren't working for me on Twitter. Oh, goodness. Uh, bigger than that, uh, Melvin Gordon has demanded that <laughs> he get a new contract where he will not report to training camp and will want it to be traded from the uh, Los Angeles. They're Los Angeles, right? Yes, yes. Chargers. Los Angeles Chargers. I love how every news story emphasizes the demanded part of that story. <laughs> like yeah. it was That's what everybody talked about, demanded. I mean, it sounds more forceful than saying he, he politely asked for. Sure. <laughs> you know, what was cool for me, you know, where so many of us are in the Scott Fishbowl right now, uh, but I was one pick away from my pick, I think like in the 12th round or 13th round, something like that. And Austin Eckler was still available uh, in my thing. And I was one pick away. And the, the gentleman before me, he was on the clock, but... I had to wait like four and a half hours before he made his pick. Uh, and then he went to Laney Walker. So I was like, oh, cool. So I took Austin Eckler. Uh, I was able to get him after waiting around for him. Yeah. So here's the thing. So Austin Eckler is obviously the, the person that m most people will think is going to see a big boost if Gordon were to miss time, right? Well, I mean, that's. That yeah, and that, and he also actually got points even when Gordon was around. So he's still a good play to have on your team. But yeah, if he misses time. But yeah, you're right. The one person that nobody else is talking about, you have here in blue on the show sheet. Yeah. Well, so real quick, with Austin Eckler, um, <laughs> in 24 games with Melvin Gordon, he averages a little over 10 points. Um, three games all coming last year without Melvin Gordon, uh, he averaged 12.8, 12.8 points. Sounds weird when you say 12.8. There yeah. should be another way to say that. I should be able to say like 12.8 points, although that sounds worse. <laughs> no, point is fine. Everybody yeah, knows point. it. So, so <laughs> nearly 13 points if you, you know, if you That's play in one of those crazy leagues that rounds up. I don't know if those exist, actually. I, I could be making that up. I bet like, you they do. Class. <laughs> I bet you they like, do on like CBS, like one of those simple websites. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, over thir almost thirteen points. Um, the thing about that though is, when I was looking at his statistics, um, because I was actually editing an article that's going to drop on the site tomorrow, just examining the Melvin Gordon stuff. Um, 
just looking at last year, in yes. 11 games with Melvin Gordon, Eckler scored 12, a little over 12. So 12.303 point. Uh, how does that work out? 12.03 points per game. Okay. And then 12.83 points per game in the three games he didn't play. So he only picked up less than a full point a game. Okay. Um, but he still so had 12 points per game. Whether he either played way. or didn't yeah. play, either with way. Or without. Yeah. Correct. So I don't think I don't think it's going to be a giant value spike for him, or at least I should say not a value spike, but I don't think there'll be a giant spike in production. Okay. Because he is what he is. He's a, he's a littler guy. Littler? Hmm. Smaller guy. <laughs> um, not littler, because I don't believe that's a word. But uh, well, at least you don't call him a gnome like you call me. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's, a, he's a smaller guy. He's on the smaller side of things. Um... So I don't think that his, you know, his usage is going to go up all that much. Um, so he will see a, a spike in usage, um, but not production. So his usage increases, but his efficiency drops. So he, he only had six carries a game when Melvin Gordon played last year. Um, and he had 13 carries a game when Gordon was out. Um, so, you know, he picked up an additional seven carries. Wasn't that double? He went from six to 13? Uh, that's a lot of math. That's a lot of math, but yes. Um, and he only, like I said, and he still only picked up not even a full point. Yeah, score. I see what you're he saying. He picked up yeah. 0.8. So he's going to score around 12 anyway, it looks like. Right. Uh, and the guy, yeah, the guy I highlighted is the guy that's of more interest to me is Justin Jackson. You know, and it's funny. Yeah, that that was the the gentleman that you have highlighted here on the on the paper. And and I did notice I thought about him and I went and looked at, you know, I'm only in 18 leagues. I know you're in a lot more than that, but I went and looked to see if he was available. And in all of my leagues, he was only available in two. Uh, Justin Jackson, everybody had him already almost in all those leagues I'm in. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you just said. I, I started to think something else. What? What I said. <laughs> oh, my Sorry. God. What I said was I thought about Justin Jackson as well, and I only have 18 leagues. You have a lot more than me. And when I went and looked to see where Justin Jackson was available, he was actually only available in two of my leagues. He was already rostered in almost all of the leagues that I'm in. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, it's Dynasty, so you, you kind of got to figure that because anybody would have impulse he's <laughs> yes. almost you know what i mean like i i still got leonte carew like three teams <laughs> like holding out hope like oh maybe someone will pick him up seriously that's funny yeah. <laughs> well i so, guess it depends yeah. on the roster <laughs> yeah you know it's like eh, if i cut him now and then he gets picked up somewhere in the preseason and then i'm gonna have to add him again <laughs> just to drop him again later so nah <laughs> uh that's pretty funny but yeah so you had justin jackson highlighted so, yeah, so Justin Jackson, his scoring picked up tremendously, and that makes sense. Um, so in three games last year, uh, in yes. weeks 13, 15, and 16, right in the playoffs, man, right when you oh, needed them to. Justin go. Jackson had uh, really good weeks. He had 15 points to one in week 13. He had 17 and a half points in week 15, and then 11.6 points in week 16, championship week for hmm. good leagues. Um, yeah, so his usage picked up. Uh, he had a ton of receptions in the Baltimore game. The week 16, he had seven receptions on wow. 10 targets. Yeah, that was – so he's, you know, more of a complete back. Like, he can do everything. He he can pound it in the middle – in the middle. Jesus Christ, I sound <laughs> like some Neanderthal. Oh, my God. I'm horrible. I was going to say, just keep talking. You're fine. Don't worry yeah. about it. You're not horrible. Keep going. So week 13 against Pittsburgh, uh, <laughs> really efficient. He had 63 yards on eight carries, a touchdown, um, and one reception for 19 yards. And that gave him the 15.2. His yards per carry the rest of the season, not good, though. Very much not good. On the on the season, his average was a four point one yards per carry, mm. but that was really bolstered by a couple big weeks where he had eight for sixty three, seven for fifty seven. But even in the uh, high scoring weeks, the Baltimore game for some reason he only had one attempt in the Baltimore game. But I'm thinking that's because they had the playoffs wrapped up. Yeah. Assuming, no, wait, that was week sixteen. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. They didn't let him touch the ball. They just <laughs> throw it to him. They refuse to let him run. 
Well, let me ask you this then. Okay, so he's not Melvin Gordon. And what what's today's date? We're, what, the first week of July? Something like that? Yeah. So we still have plenty of time till football. Do you think any of this stuff is really going to happen, that he's not going to be out there week one? Um, I mean, here's the thing. So if you're the, the Chargers, why would you pay Gordon? Like, first of all, he's under contract. So if he doesn't show up, um, you can find him, I think, like $40,000 a day. Wow. Um, secondly, the guy's got a ton of usage on him over the first his first, what, three seasons. Um, he's had microfracture surgery before. And we've already seen that running backs are largely replaceable. So I think it's more likely that they end up trading him than giving him a contract. Well, I will tell you this. Every single, I mean, I can't even tell you how many times I saw on Twitter today the one destination everybody keeps saying he'll get traded to. Tampa Bay. Yep. <laughs> Everybody wants a running back in Tampa Bay. Everybody Ever. keeps saying that. I mean, I would be happy with it. Uh, you know, living down here in South Florida, Tampa Bay. I, I love Tampa Bay. You know that because I love Mike Evans. Um, I, I think that'd be pretty cool if uh, Melvin Gordon went to... Look, yeah, the two handprints I have on my wall are Melvin Gordon and Mike Evans right there. That'd be cool if they're on the same team. But I just think that it's another one of these things. We're in July. This is happening now. Most likely, everybody's reacting to it right now, but nothing will ever happen. They'll settle, or he'll settle, and he'll be out there week one. Yeah, but you know what you're supposed to be doing tonight and tomorrow. <laughs> you should be trying to sell your Austin Eckler shares oh. <laughs> and your uh, your Justin Jackson shares. Well, what's funny is I only have I don't have any Justin Jackson, and I have Austin Eckler in the Scott Fishbowl, which I got this morning. But other than that, I don't have him anywhere. And it's funny yeah. too because I have Melvin Gordon in a bunch of places. He won't let you trade. Um, in the Scott Fish. Fish. No, there's no he trade. He trolled me. He trolled me on Twitter. I don't know if you saw that. No, I didn't. No. I said, uh, so I said a very heartfelt play because I wanted to, uh, Kirk Cousins was sitting on the board <laughs> and I had like two picks to go. And sorry to everyone that's not in uh, Scott Fishbowl, but this is just kind of funny. So you Kirk Cousins on the board and I'm like, God damn it. I really need him. Like he's the last of like my, my, that tier of quarterbacks before it dropped off. Right. And, uh, so, you know, I just, tweeted at him dear scott fish please enable trading in scott fish ball <laughs> so he tweets back to me he goes just for you i will oh and I'm really like, oh sweet you're great i'll keep you know i'll keep this our secret he follows <laughs> that up with a tweet that says good luck finding someone else that has trade rights yeah only you so he's only letting you have trade yeah. rights so you can't trade with anybody else that's great uh, so he trolled me <laughs> you know i don't uh, remember what we were talking about <laughs> we were talking you you said what people should be doing tonight is trying to move Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson is what you said. Oh, goddamn right. <laughs> That's why we, we went in this direction. And yeah. I think that is a good idea because it goes back to what I think is going to happen, which is nothing. I think Melvin Gordon will be out there week one. I, uh, yeah, I can't imagine that he won't be. But uh, then again, who, who knows, man? Uh, Lev Bell, Lev Bell's situation um, last year, kind of, if you want to follow a roadmap as a player, like that's what you do, sit out a year and see what happens, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm still not any clearer on what the free agency rules are after Lev Bell's situation last year because it changed six times. If you remember, yeah. he had the report by week 10 or a season wanting a crew. And then before week 10, everyone was like, found out that no that's incorrect <laughs> and then as the season started towards the end then it was like oh well he might not have actually accrued a year and it was just all very confusing <laughs> i think as a person also melvin gordon's a little different than levy bell melvin gordon's not going to be in the studio recording rap albums with snoop Dogg. well we don't know i mean <laughs> we, we don't know now that he has this additional time maybe well, I don't think he's going to have additional time. But the other thing you had here on the news is another person demanding a trade. Well, Melvin Gordon's not demanding a trade, but Duke Johnson's been demanding a trade for months now. And Dan? he finally, what, booted his agent and signed uh, so, Drew. Yeah, he shit-canned his agents <laughs> that got him a big contract uh, the season prior. <laughs> which... I don't know why he signed it in the first place if he knew this was going to play. Like, there well, were signs last year. No, but there were signs last year. I think at the 
time that he signed that contract, they had already signed Carlos Hyde. Yeah, I think what the, what I had read was what really started all of this was that whole rumors that he was going to be traded and then they signed Kareem Hunt. That's what really put him over the edge. Well, yeah, well, that sucks to be him, you know <laughs> what I mean? Um, so, yeah, so he's got good old Drew Rosenhaus in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So the the last the last player I remember demanding to be traded while under contract, um, that was a Drew Rosenhaus client, was Terrell Owens, and that was from my Eagles because um, To had a shit contract and he deserved a new contract, and uh, the Eagles obviously didn't want to pay him that because they're like, screw this, we've got a top five wide receiver in the league and we're paying him peanuts, we're not trading it, you know, we're not paying him shit. So he ended up sitting out the entire season um, and then was traded. The article that I had read said that Drew already did it with um, a defensive end, that Emmanuel Ogba, who wanted out of Cleveland and he was able to get him out of there and sent him over to Kansas City. So, I mean, you never know. Uh, These agents, they all have their ways of doing things and they've got their inside moves and they've got their people that they can talk to. It just seems to me part of the reason I have Duke Johnson everywhere. I got him in so many places because I was able to get him so cheap is because I was hoping that something would happen. You know, I was was hoping that that he would go somewhere. And so this Drew Rosenhaus news today, to me, I was kind of happy about, especially living down here in Florida. We all know Drew Rosenhaus down here. So just I I just jumped on the R lads to look at the depth chart for the Browns. Uh huh. So it's Nick Chubb, um, Duke Johnson. Then some guy called Dontrell Hillard. I don't know if that's a real person. <laughs> Trayon, Trayon Gray. I've never heard of him. And to Ernest Johnson, who I'm almost 100% sure was playing in the, the AAF. So um, maybe that's why they don't want to get rid of him. I don't want to get rid of him either. I'd be like, no. Hell no. But, I mean, it's a shame because Duke Johnson was a top uh, if not top 12, he was definitely a top 14 running back. Um, I want to say in 2016. No, it might have been 2017. Isn't that when? 2017, uh, yeah. So Duke Johnson, yeah. 2017, he had 348 yards rushing and four touchdowns, but he had three receiving touchdowns too. So he had seven touchdowns. Okay. and But he averaged 13 and a half points a game. Largely off, obviously, because he receiving threat yeah and then for whatever reason um the browns just decided you know what we fucking hate this guy <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna sign not just carlos hyde but then we're gonna draft nick chubb and then we're just not gonna use you and then we're gonna sign kareem hunt also yeah and oh shit kareem hunt's out there we're grabbing it too although you know, when you look at the situations, I mean, and it's probably hard for him to do, but when you look at the situations as they presented themselves to the Browns, you can't fault them. Well, you know what I mean? Like, hey, Nick Chubb is like, a, you know, he was thought of at, at the Saquon Barkley level before he shredded his knee. Right. And he had shown that he was pretty much all the way back to that form, and he's available to him in the second round. How do you pass him up there? Well, ultimately, the the... The team's got to do what's best for the team, you know. I guess it's not anything personal to Duke Johnson, but yeah, if the guy's there, they got to do it. And it is funny because you just read off all these other names of players that are there, so you know. But some people, what is it? Is it ego? Is it um, competitiveness? Is it the desire to play? Some people just don't want to be a backup or a third backup or a fourth backup. You know, they believe that they could be a starter somewhere else. Yeah, and you know, I, I still hold out hope for fucking Duke Johnson, man. Me too. He looked, I loved him. Me I loved too. Him. I was taking him early in startups back in 2016, I think, or 2017, I forget. Yeah. Probably 2017 drafts because I thought he was going to break out, but the guy was really good at Miami. Um, the other but, thing that happened all the time in the offseason every year after the 2017 is the same news story came out every offseason. Oh, the Browns are going to use him as a receiver this year. You know, that that, that story came out every offseason. Yeah, they were going to use him as a slot receiver. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, don't, I think we – I don't even know that anyone ever states – because that comes up about running backs all the time. I know. All the f-ing time. Like, I think we just make that up in fantasy football, and then we just start passing it around. It's like an urban legend. 
I think that's a lot about offseason. So the last thing we had here on the news, again, another running back. Legend. Yeah, another running back. (laughs) Yeah, so Todd Gurley, um, and I'm not going to dwell on this because we've all talked about this ad nauseum. And I still Uh, love him. So he had this to say, uh, I believe it was today or it could have been yesterday about his knee. We're going to find out (laughs) at training camp. Well, nobody knows what day we're talking anyway, so it's fine. Oh, that's true. So I believe that was Wednesday. (laughs) I believe that was Wednesday. So, but he also did an interview with USA Today on Tuesday Uh that came out Wednesday. And the interviewer asked him about having arthritis and Gurley responded, I have it. You said I have it? Um, that it refers to you know arthritis. Um, and then the interviewer responded to him, "Well, that's been reported, you know, that you have arthritis." And Gurley responded, "Oh, okay." <laughs> um, so then they asked uh, Gurley, "Hey, okay, so what's the truth?" And he said, "What that I'm feeling good, I'm working out and doing good. Can't complain." <laughs> so I got nothing. I have no fucking idea. So that was fun. Well, this goes back to a couple weeks ago, even on the show, I told you, I'm not going to react yet. I'm just not. The story changes every freaking day. Um, I did, though, in the Scott Fishbowl, take early, like with what, my third pick, I think, uh, which was great for me. But I did end up taking Daryl Henderson because you did freak me out enough that later in the draft, I took him in case I need him later in the season, you know? No, no, well, you should be freaked out. I'm still going to hold him. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to go through it all again. I've given my reasons uh, and, why I don't and trust him. And, exactly. And, know, and people are going to agree or disagree. And we'll just, like he said, we'll find out a training camp. <laughs> we'll find out week one. So, all right. So before we go into the rest of the stuff, why don't we hear from the Scouting Academy and then we'll keep going. Nah, it sounds good to me. Scout NFL football like a pro. Invest in yourself and get a degree in player evaluation and assessment from the Scouting Academy. They've educated NFL GMs, personnel directors, and dozens of NFL scouts. Enroll today and you'll watch the same game tape NFL coaches watch. You'll learn to look past the metrics with position-by-position analysis. This is a time-tested curriculum, a chance to learn from the NFL execs and coaches. Sign up today and get a Dynasty Football Factory exclusive discount for limited time only. Save $50 when you sign up at DynastyFootballFactory.com. <laughs> All right, so we're back. Um, Scout Academy is great. Um, jump on our site. Um, you can still find that that fifty dollars off their next uh, their next class their next semester semester is what they call it and hit that up it's a great deal. Yeah. Right, so we got a very special guest tonight, Sipes. We do. Yeah, oh. me. <laughs> you know what's so funny? Everybody does say that's a very special guest when they have Shane Manila. So hey, we've got a great guest tonight, Shane Manila. But they say it in a mean way that makes me feel like it's not very nice. No, that's special. crazy. Every show, they they all bring you on. Hey, I got to be a guest a couple of shows this week. What? Trade alert. <laughs> been a while since we yelled at anyone i know and i i really wish i say it all the time i really wish people could see you when we do these shows but uh go ahead what's the trade alert you got all right so we got carry on johnson on the one side and i'll just give you the settings this is the regular <laughs> standard missionary league <laughs> one quarterback is it called missionary <laughs> no no it is not uh I think that it's just vanilla sex. I'm going to call it's it missionary leagues from now on. <laughs> yeah. So it's a vanilla sex league. Um, you know, like the lights are turned off and she won't let you look at her boobs like that kind of league. Oh my God. Um, you know, um, so single quarterback, there's no PPC, just, uh, you know, regular PPR league. Okay. Um, so someone traded carry on Johnson uh-huh. for Corey Davis and two 2020 second round draft picks rookies rookie picks obviously and it's just a regular league regular regular old missionary regular league <laughs> missionary league uh 
Am I supposed to guess which one's you? I mean, I know which one's you. I would nah, think. Well, you, then but... that wouldn't be guessing. That would just be cheating. <laughs> well, I don't really know. I'm just saying I know. But uh, I think the way you explained it and with PPR and with everything, without knowing the rosters or anything like that, I think I'd probably rather have, even though he hasn't really done what people think he's doing, I'd rather have Corey Davis in the two twos. I could take those two twos next year because everybody loves the 2020 draft and get more pieces. So I'd rather have Corey Davis in the two pieces pieces than carry on Johnson. You have a big smile on your face. So either I, I said it totally wrong or I said it totally right. I don't no, know. I was just looking in one of our group chats. Oh, um, so you're not even paying attention to my answer. No, 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 I was. It's just someone declined an invitation to jump on, on real quick. Oh, you asked? Uh, maybe next time. Um, anyways. Oh, 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 I know what you're saying. Okay, never mind. So we got turned down. Um, I will say this, that that probably is the biggest name that's ever turned us down an invite on this show. I didn't realize what you're talking about, but yeah, that would have been pretty. Im- yeah, no. Hey, just the. Im- yeah, you're right. It's. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah. So I anyway, my Corey answer. Davis. Oh, you. I gave, up, oh. I gave up Corey Davis in the, uh-huh. the multiple 2020 seconds. OK, for Carrie on um, Johnson. For Carrie on Johnson. OK. Um, Needed running backs in that league. See, that's um, the thing. You didn't say that part. You needed run. If you needed running backs, then yes, you go for the running back. Uh, I mean, you shouldn't really. It, we're still. It's not even August. It's shit. It's barely the. Not even the middle of July. So I don't know that you should be basing things off need yet. But then that's um, why I said the other way because I could take those two twenty twenty seconds and get other pieces. That's why I mm-hmm. said that. But right. but when you know that the team needs running backs, then maybe their mentality is that they want their well, never mind, not maybe, it's your team. <laughs> yeah, I do what I want. Um, yeah, you know, you know I have a ton of Corey Davis. So yes. like losing him in one league, that that's fine. I'm trying to it's not that I don't believe in Corey Davis. It's not that. I love me some Corey Davis. I, I sincerely do not like the situation yeah. in Tennessee. And even if Mariota ends up being really good this year and going forward, it's still going to be, I think AJ Brown's going to end up being the wide receiver one there. Yeah. First of all. Um, and I think that Adam Humphreys is going to be playing at the position that Corey Davis should be in that slot receiver. Um, he, you know, Davis is just a better receiver out of the slot. Um, and I don't know that Tennessee's coaching staff recognizes that or is going to allow that to happen. So, See, I think I was looking more along the lines because normally I would trade picks to get the players. But in that situation, I was talking about trading those two picks to get other two players. So you'd get a three for one deal. I do want to say one thing to our Patreons. Sorry to everybody else. But hey, check the Patreon chat. We'll tell you guys who uh, turned us down. Um <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh, speaking of our Patreons, didn't you want to mention our Patreon account? Hey, um... Don't forget that we have a patron account, um, and you know what the patrons get every week? They get this uncensored episode. Uh, what's funny is um, most of them from speaking on, they listen to the uncensored episode uh-huh. instead of the censored episode. Well, of course. <laughs> you act I'm surprised. Because the they, they also get the, the bonus podcast. To me, it just oh. would make more. Yeah, I don't know. I'd rather listen to the uncensored one. To hear you say f- over and over again is pretty f- hilarious it's not the curses that's <laughs> no really that needs to be censored it's the other shit that i say there's a lot yes exactly i i'm just saying yeah of course it's not just the fact of saying that it, it, the the intent and the situation is funny but oh yes believe me people i edit a lot of stuff out that you guys don't get to hear uh it, it's he's very much trusts me in my hands to do it but yes yeah, so join our patreon account and you'll see i think shane's texting it right now who turned us down tonight <laughs> yeah we're not so gonna we, we're not gonna announce that to the public at large no <laughs> we ain't too proud to beg so we gotta go back and beg that dude later okay we do have another trade uh well we'll get to that later when i feel like yelling at people but yeah go become a patron like so you get the uncensored episodes you get the bonus episode um there's going to be some gifts and goodies coming down the road too to those fine folks uh we'll, we'll discuss that a little later yeah so what we wanted to get into tonight um, cause we've been talking about what, 45 minutes now. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. We can, uh, we can breeze through this last part. <laughs> okay. So we got, we got a couple players. I said, Hey Mike, who are some just pure trash ass players 
or their ADP indicates that they're trash players that, that you still hold out hope for think can do something. Correct. Yeah, you. the way I interpreted your text this afternoon was not that they were crap, but their situation, the things that have happened, and now their ADP puts them as crap players. That's how I interpret it. Not that the player himself is a piece of crap. So we, we came up with a couple different names here, and there was one name that we both put down at the same time, and that was Albert Wilson. That one we both wrote at the same time that we thought that his ADP and where people are taking him and, and the trades. I mean, there's been a lot of trades I've seen. I know you got him in a couple trades. I got him off of waivers. I got him in a couple trades. And we both believed that he's one of the guys that really could be way better than what his ADP says. Yes, there's a, I mean, there's just a few, few reasons to love Albert Wilson. One, he's cheap as fuck. Yes. Um, <laughs> and that's in redraft and dynasty. Yes. Like, I think I gave up with a third rounder for him or something. He's usually a throw-in. Um, if I see him on another team's roster, I'll, I'm just going to try to get him added to a trade. Because, I, you know, look, I know we're... we're there's a likely there's a small likelihood that he's going to matter but that likelihood i don't i don't know i don't think it's that small so chad o'shea is the new offensive coordinator in miami um as they become new england south um so you know i i did wanted to look at <laughs> Words. And one, two, three. So Chad O'Shea is now the offensive coordinator in Miami. Uh-huh. Um, prior to this gig, he, he was the wide receivers coach in New England for 10 seasons. Yes. Um, that's during the entirety, or at least during the entirety of that run, he's had either Wes Welker or Julian Edelman. Um, and in 10 full seasons or 10 seasons, I forget, because Edelman was out. But basically, over those 10 years, the slot receivers averaged 148 targets, 105 receptions. I'm going to round up here. 1,138 receiving yards and 5.6 touchdowns a year. Now, I don't know that Albert Wilson is going to be able to command 148 targets, but I could see him easily surpassing 100 and maybe even reaching 120 targets next year in that offense. Yeah, I mean, it's a wide open showdown here. You know, one of the other guys I even mentioned to you a little bit earlier too, or before the show was Devontae Parker too. He's another one that really we had such high hopes down here for him and he was a high draft pedigree and all that stuff and he just never showed up. But... Everybody keeps saying, well, now with all the new people here and with everything going on, maybe he'll step up. So uh, I particularly like Albert Wilson. Like you said, he's cheap as fuck. <laughs> we could get him everywhere. You know, even a friend of the show, hey, Stompy. Stompy was promoting the crap out of him today because he took him in the uh, Scott Fishbowl. And he was saying that he believes he's going to be the guy there in Miami. You know, it's funny is Albert Wilson's a guy that I feel like it's about three years now. I feel like this is the third season in a row where people have kind of been touting Albert Wilson. So I feel like there's Albert Wilson fatigue among the people well, who don't believe in him. Yeah, but, you know, last year he was playing well and then he got hurt. You know, it, it, imagine if he didn't get hurt. You know, maybe he would have kept up that pace that he had in the beginning of the season before he did get injured. So, yeah, Albert Wilson um, was able to play in seven games. He had uh, five targets a game, um, over 16 games. That that work out to 80, uh, 80 targets. Um, yeah, so um, the offense under Adam Gase was horrendous. Um, I was just looking up some stats because I'm going to be writing up an article on Chad O'Shea. And, oh, you are? Okay. Yeah, yeah, because I don't know why. Um <laughs> Well, so didn't you say I you am, had a Fantasy Pros article for Wilson? Oh, that's, yeah. Well, I, he was one of those guys that <laughs> I wrote up. I write about everyone at some point or another, I think, by law. <laughs> um, but Miami ranked 32nd in plays per game, offensive plays per game. Um, they ranked uh, somewhere between, I, I forget off the top of my head, but I think it might have been like between 25th and 28th in passing yards per game. They were in the bottom, basically they were the, the bottom five or six in plays per game, 
uh, offensive yards per game, passing yards per game, just just a scoring per game, just a trash offense, just terrible. Oh, I so, hated having him down here. <laughs> yeah, so and I was looking up, well, you know, what did New England do? And obviously Chad O'Shea wasn't the offensive coordinator there. But still, you, you're in a system for a long time. You kind of take on, you know, what, what they do. And New England actually ran the second most uh, plays per game last year. So, yeah, I think Albert Wilson could definitely see somewhere in the neighborhood of 100. And it's pretty wide range, but 100 to maybe a floor of 100 with a ceiling of 115 targets. And, I mean, for what his cost is nothing. Yeah. You, you, have, you have a guy that could easily be a wide receiver three next year. I hope so. You know, it, it, it's also that whole thing. Uh, the Super Bowl is here in Miami this year, right? So every time the Super Bowl is in your hometown, you want your team to do well that year and go to the Super Bowl. And, of course, it's a stretch for us down here in Miami. But I think it would be great if those guys showed up. Um, one of the other guys that you had wrote about or you had put on the list was Jamison Crowder. And I like him too. I would love for something to happen with him. He's another one that I had on some leagues that just never really showed up. And he's another one that's really cheap to get. So, yeah, you know what's funny about Jamison Crowder is it feels like forever ago that he was fantasy relevant, right? Yeah, a long like it, time. It, it does. And that's wrong. Um, <laughs> so, so here's the thing. So he was getting pumped up pretty big after the 2016 season, right? He so was the wide receiver eight. He averaged 12 points a game. So I know you got to go way, way back. So if you think about like way, way back in 2017, two whole years ago, <laughs> um, and I'm not pointing this out to you know, say anyone was wrong or anything like that or make anyone look bad. But there was a lot of people pumping him up as like the next Antonio Brown. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, you know, looking back, you're like, oh, not so much now. But that's easy with hindsight. At the time, though, that that's kind of the trajectory that people saw him on. So his 2016 season, he ended as the wide receiver 38, 12 points a game. You thought, OK, this guy's really going to be good. Um, so the very next season, he finished as the wide receiver 38. Um, <laughs> yeah. So but, why did you put him on this list? So what do you think is going to change? 10.7 points a game. Um, and then last year happened. And last year was just horrendous. Um, <laughs> we all thought it was going to be a big breakout. He had Alex Smith, right? Uh, Alex Smith was check down king. Well, Alex Smith only targeted him five times a game. Crowder was hurt a lot. Then Alex Smith broke his leg. And then there was, let's see, can you name all the quarterbacks that started for Washington to end the season? No. <laughs> okay, there was Josh Johnson. Uh-huh. There was, that's the only one I remember. <laughs> I have no idea. Literally none. I can't even remember who started. I don't remember either. I do remember the name Josh Johnson. But, all right, so now why would it change now? Now you're saying he why? goes over to the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> why? Okay. Jamison Crowder is a slot receiver, right? Okay. He is. He is. Very okay. much so. He's like 5'8", like 170. Like if he tried to run on the outside, I'm pretty sure he would get eviscerated. <laughs> and it just you'd be like, whoa, my God, that, that guy just disintegrated in front of us. Um, so last year, remember Quincy Anunwa started out really hot. Um, and then got hurt. Yeah. So through the first five weeks of the season, he was averaging eight, basically eight and a half targets a game. Um, that works out to 134 targets for a season. If he wouldn't have gotten hurt and then lost his job. Um, then Jermaine Curse took over and he even saw six targets a game um, from Sam Darnold. 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 He's not French. <laughs> Sam Darnold. Um, so, you know, Darnold clearly has shown an affinity to throw to the slot receiver. And then, you know, who's the new offensive coordinator slash head coach? That's York? what I was just about to ask you. I was going to say, Adam Gase. <laughs> I was just going to say the reason we were shitting on the, the numbers for last year for well, Wilson. Yeah. So Gase, yeah, Gase definitely basically ran the turtle offense last year. Um, and I don't think Adam Gase is a good offensive coordinator in any way whatsoever, shape, or form. Okay. Um, but one thing he did do when he had Jarvis Landry is target the holy fucking life out of the guy. So Jarvis Landry averaged 146 targets in two seasons with Adam Gase as his head coach. Oh, okay. Yeah. One of those seasons was like a buck 60 something. Now, 
you know, is Jarvis Landry that much better of a player than Jamison Crowder? I, I don't know because I'm always trashing Jarvis Landry. So <laughs> who knows? But then, so I was like, all right, Jarvis Landry wasn't there last year. So what did last year's slot receiver do, right? Because it's probably more comparable on a one-on-one basis with Jamison Crowder. So it was Danny Amendola. Danny Amendola had an 18.7 target share last year in Miami. Wow. Yeah. So, again, he's Crowder's another guy that I think could see at least 100 targets and maybe as many as 115. Um, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Now, obviously, Le'Veon Bell's there, and he's going to see a ton of targets, and Robbie Anderson's, you know, the big play receiver there, and he'll I'm sure he's going to see a, a good amount of targets too. But honestly, outside of Lev Bell, Robbie Anderson, and Crowder, like I, I'm not impressed with Herndon. He's going to be suspended to start the season. Um, this is a good spot for Crowder if he could stay healthy. I really think he's going to do. He's going to make some noise this year. That'd be cool. In my home league, we had our free agent auction this past week, and uh, I slipped Crowder right through in the 12-hour clock for a dollar. So I got him for a dollar for four years. So hopefully that'll be great. <laughs> well, and that's and that's the thing too is just the cost He's on these cheap. guys is nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. I mean, so. I, I have a thirteen hundred dollars salary cap in my home league, and Albert <laughs> Wilson and Jameson Crowder are both sitting there for a dollar. <laughs> I, I don't even know what that works out to. That's like <laughs> one eighteen thousandth of your budget, I believe. It's so awesome. I love it. Um, all right, so the last player we had here on our list, you actually mentioned Jimmy Graham. And Jimmy Graham was something that, oh man, he was amazing when he played in New Orleans. Then he went went away, uh, went over to Green Bay, and we all thought he was going to be amazing there, and it didn't happen. So why do you think it's going to happen now? So, yeah, and Jimmy Graham's easy to hate on, and he's a guy that, like, I've I've given up on multiple times. Like, I'm just like, this guy's trash. Right. Um, as are most of the dynasty community, especially with them adding Jace Sternberger. That's how you pronounce it. Jace yeah. Sternberger Jace in the third round. Jace. 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 It's a good name. I don't know what it is with the generation. <laughs> I guess it would be my generation, right? Because he's young enough to be my child. Yes, he's he is. 21, 22. Yes. He's I'm young 40, enough to be my 18. grandkid then, huh? <laughs> Technically, never mind. I don't want to get into that. It'll be an embarrassing story. But technically, I could it. Never mind. Yeah, it's so, yeah, exactly. I don't know what it is with our generation and the way we name children. Uh-huh. And uh, if anyone knows my children's name, they know I'm just as guilty of it. Because <laughs> one's a verb and the other sounds like something that someone made up. Um, hey, I, I went with the traditional Michael Jr. So I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, I swear to God, like you'll be at swim club picking your kid up and, uh, You'll hear someone like, oh, Popeye, Popeye. <laughs> you're like, I'm sorry. Or, or Brooklyn. Wait, like, you're, everything's you're just going on be a this. tangent. <laughs> Go yeah, it's just, so I, I, I just remember the one time at the pool. And oh, I'm no. like, that's not even a fucking name. And then I was like, hey, Ryland. And I'm like, oh, neither is that. Okay. Uh, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. <laughs> Jimmy Graham. So Jimmy Graham. So you would think he was he was pretty awful, right? Yeah. Last year he yeah. ranked as the tight end fifteen. You know, and it's so funny when you hear that. That doesn't sound pretty awful if you're in a twelve team league, but yeah, yeah it's, so it's it's awful compared to what people wanted well, here, him to be. Here's the other thing too, though. So for any of the stats that you ever hear me quote, it's obviously per game scoring. Right. And I also anyone that's played fewer than ten games is excluded from all my samples. Oh, okay, good to know. You don't count um, if you only play unless there's extenuating circumstances like Kareem Hunt suspended the first half of the year. You know what I mean? So yeah. when I'm talking about his stats next year. But anyway, so Jimmy Graham um, is pretty, pretty awful. Uh, <laughs> finished as the tight end 15 with eight, a little over eight points a game. Um, but the thing is, if you look at some of his stats, right? Yes. I left that out. Um <laughs> <laughs> he had 89 <laughs> targets, which was just about in line with, with what he saw the previous three seasons, or at least two out of the last three seasons, I should say. He had 55 receptions, which wasn't abnormally low. Um, his 636 receiving yards wasn't really abnormally low for his last few seasons. He did have one season where he spiked with like 930 or something. What really hurt him is his catch rate dropped, his yards per target dropped, and his touchdown score dropped. He scored two touchdowns. 
That's it? That's it for the season. <laughs> Two touchdowns. And that's why people, they because they expect way more from him. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, and I didn't do the math, but I guarantee you, if you add three more touchdowns to that total, he probably moves up two, three spots in his um, overall standings. And then everyone says, oh, well, Jimmy Graham wasn't that bad. Um, and more importantly, as as with Wilson and Crowder, he's free. Um, so you're not really going to have to pay much. You could probably throw out a third-round pick, a 2023rd rounder, and get Jimmy Graham right now. Yeah, you might even be able to get him less than that. I mean, there's so many places. Even I pulled him up here. He's actually on the waiver wire in a couple of the leagues that I'm in because people have just given up, you know? Yeah, and, you know, it, it makes sense. Um, it's easy to, to give up on players because, I don't know, that's what we do. We like bright, shiny new things. Um, Jimmy Graham is definitely not bright and shiny because he's 32. He'll play next year. Let's see. He'll turn 33 at some point yeah, in November. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> he, knows, he knows how old he is. Yes, he knows. And now everybody else knows. So, yeah, well, I think those are all some pretty good names that we can look at as players that we can get for free and that maybe we'll do something. I hope so, because other than Jimmy Graham, I have the other two guys for a dollar. Um, you know, just looking at and looking at the wide receiver cores, and I heard that it's funny. I was I had been thinking about this and picking these guys up. I was listening to the uh, fantasy footballers today, yeah, and they were talking about you know Tyler Eifert and Jordan Reed and uh, who's that other guy? Greg Olson, Delaney Walker. Not I'm not really on those two guys, but Jordan Reed and Tyler Eifert. I've gotten them in just about every eliminator I'm in. Yeah, in like the 16th round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're still so available they're, in yeah. two of the things I'm in the eliminators I'm in right now. Yeah, so I've you know what, and I've been picking them up late in Dynasty startups all all summer, and I'm going to do that in every redraft league I'm in, <clears throat> um, depending on how deep the rosters are. They might be like if I decide not to go early at tight end, which it looks like I won't. Um, there's a good chance that I'm going to grab one of those two, either Eifert or Reed. Hmm. You know, it's funny. We're we're wrapping up right now, but the fact that you mentioned redraft, I I finally got away from all my redraft. The only redraft I'm in is uh, these eliminators, and you know, Scott Fish is a is a redraft. But uh, you've been working on a redraft guide over at the website, correct? Yeah. So, whew. So this is the first time I've ever put anything like this together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You've been working a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, and really slaving away with this. Not not just me, obviously. Uh, sure. Several of us um, really, really working on this hard. And uh, we didn't miss our initial date. Like initially, we wanted to drop it on seven fifteen, but you know, looking at it, we saw some things that we just needed to tighten up, um, and we did. And now I think um, it's looking like we are going to go ahead and drop it on, uh, I want to say somewhere between 719 and 722. <laughs> um, right now, it's looking like it's going to be about 150 to 180 pages. Wow. Um, That's yeah, awesome. It, it's got projections. Um, Tom Barrows, um, who was on the show last week and the week before. Yeah. Uh, really killed it with projections um we did you know obviously we have tiered rankings uh we did some team snapshots on every team dug into the coaching stats um on a lot on the players we have consistency rankings going back um just looking at you know what players hit um compared to how often i should say players finish to say a wide receiver one a wide receiver two running back one etc cetera, etc cetera. so i mean we just put a ton of work into this thing and I'm super proud of it. And I think it's going to be pretty kick-ass. That's awesome. And yeah, it's how, going to be $10, man. That's what I was going to say. How can they get it? What What do they have to do? How well, can people get it? it, it next couple of days, um, we're going to work with uh, our art art guy on this who's helping us put it all together, doing a lot of work on his and uh, Will. Um, 
and then once you know once we're confident we've proofed it and all that good shit and we know that it's great and ready to go uh we're gonna tweet that some bitch out and you know me i'm gonna tweet it to everybody <laughs> I, I, look if you're in i'm gonna tell you right now if you're in a dm thread with me which is from what i can tell roughly half of twitter yes yeah it's about a few million people you're gonna see that fucking thing um and i'll tell you what for ten dollars dude it's you're you're definitely getting way beyond what you're paying it is going to be pretty kick ass that's awesome yeah and people people that are in dm threads with you know how you are in dm threads i love some of the times you pop in them you say something and then next thing it says is shane has left or data don't score points has left you know yeah so here's the thing you do that uh, a lot not to get all personal but um i think most people know that like i have ocd um, no like i've diagnosed ocd so by yourself have you diagnosed yourself oh you have really diagnosed it really yeah yeah oh um so there's certain things that trigger me Uh and one of the things that triggers me is going in and seeing my dm threads and seeing all these new messages (laughs) Because I'm like, oh, I have to go look at every fucking message now. <laughs> There's so many times where I'm in a thread with you and then it says, uh, data don't score points left. And then somebody else, data don't score points added. You know, like people bring you back because you leave Here's all the, the time. So I try to sneak out at all times. <laughs> like I'm just like, maybe no one will notice. And then eventually someone notices and they bring me back. And it's awful because there's so many DM threads. And that just hurts me in every way. You don't even understand. No, I, I right now I actually understand more than I used to because I'm in a lot right now that I don't even know some of them I end up in and I'm like wait and then I get them confused sometimes I answer somebody in one and it was supposed to be in the other but so listen I think that's awesome uh, everybody look for that uh, obviously we all know and follow you so they'll they'll see your promotion when it is ready Peter. and uh we're gonna get ready to do a patreon episode um i think you already (laughs) sent a message in the group chat to everybody but we're gonna do a patreon episode so thanks for listening and uh check us out on twitter at dynasty trades hq check out our website dynastyfootballfactory.com uh check us out on itunes which you probably already are if you're listening to us but go over there and give us a rate and review it helps you know i know everybody says it but uh shane really gets happy about it oh and yeah so we're up to um (laughs) actually i just jumped on there and looked earlier and i want to thank the folks that jumped on there nobody it didn't look like anyone actually left written reviews but it looks like about six people left us five stars last week that's awesome and i want to thank you very much and actually looking at it we are one more five star away from 100 five stars oh sweet all right that that's pretty cruel cruel cool cool cruel i'm still looking at the most critical ones though so you guys (laughs) so go ahead and go give us another rate review uh also if you're in Ohio or if you're not in Ohio, come to Ohio and come see us on August 18th. We're going to be at the Midwest FF Expo or come August 17th and find us putzing around at the Hall of Fame on Saturday. So um, thanks for listening. Next week we'll have Jeremy back and I think we have some good guests. And right now we're going to go do a Patreon. So say goodnight, Shane. Good night, Shane. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>